Welcome back to the Hey Rody podcast, where we take a deep dive into the ocean state. This is a special edition of the podcast for our Who to Watch. Uh, Who to Watch is a special uh, edition of Providence Monthly we do in January, uh, where we recognize um, folks in the city who are going to be doing something big in 2023. So uh, over the next few months, you'll you'll hear from different honorees. Yeah. Uh, we last year we did them back to back to back. This year we're going to spread them out a little bit more. Um, so you'll hear us introduce it. And our Who to Watch section is sponsored by Pepito Opportunity Connection, listening, building, and strengthening opportunities for Black, Indigenous, and people of color in Rhode Island. Investing in educational skills training and entrepreneurial programs based on community identified needs to create success. Yay! We thank you, and we are, like appreciate anyone who sponsors events and sections for us. We appreciate um, Pepito Connections. Really does a great, really does great stuff for our state. So we're super happy to be partnering with them. Um, and for today's episode, our first two to watch episode, we have Christopher Morrison Blackwell. That is the correct. three name wonder. <laughs> no, I love. First of all, I love anyone with three names, but especially Christopher. He was amazing. So Chris own is the owner and founder of Hungry Ghost Press, which if you are a local of Providence, you've probably seen their stuff. Their swag is so cute. Um, it has a lot of, you know, it's super designed and it, it's we were talking with Chris about like his background and he, a big, his a big part of his life was poetry and and it was kind of a click moment for me because a lot of their designs are like poetic in a way that like yeah. it's just like it's very their stuff is amazing he's amazing um he has some really cool things happening in 2023 nick i don't know if you want to give them a synopsis of what's happening for hungry ghost press sure um chris recently well i'll say recently because yeah. you know Close what, enough. It's close enough. But what yeah. is time? time <laughs> what is does time? Does not exist. Uh, Chris recently bought a uh, old mill building uh, in Providence, mm-hmm. uh, which he is and his team are uh, refurbing and yeah. turning into a live work space for artists in the city. Yeah, and the the bottom floor is going to be like Hungry Ghost Press. Um, is going to be kind of like their flagship. There's going to be a, an art gallery. There's going to be space where you can watch them actually do like screen printing, sewing, um, all the sort of interworkings within um, Hungry Ghost Press. You'll be able to actually watch them do this stuff, um, see them design. Um, and then like the, the top floor or one of the higher floors are going to be like Nick said, like a work live space for artists um so yeah it seems like a really great idea it feels like anyone who's nurturing the artist community within providence i think is doing the right thing um because we have so many incredible people here doing so many cool things in all different mediums of art um it's nice that there's so many spaces you know we have as220 that does a lot of stuff we have other other uh big um, organizations that are helping. So I think Chris is doing a really awesome thing. He's doing something slightly different, um, but all within, he was saying that, you know, he was talking to AS220 about how to get going and how to do these things. And I just think it's great. There's so much community effort within this project. And I think Chris is like a great person to head this project. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, and I think it's kind of special to have a uh, live work 
business, I guess you could call it, um, yeah. being started by a, an, an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there. Are, I, I, however, you get there is great, just because it, it provides a space for people to uh, do what they love doing mm-hmm. and to do it hopefully in an affordable way. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of the time that uh, can get done by um, you know. Uh, let's say like commercial investors, mm-hmm. uh, somebody looking for something good to do with a property yeah. uh, and having an actual artist who's been through it and who knows what it's like to try to start something new and get, get on your feet. And, yeah. um, it's really advantageous to those that will be uh, kind of partaking in the space. Following so, those footsteps. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. So Chris was incredible. I hope you guys have fun listening to this podcast. Like Nick said, over the next, the Who to Watch party will be in April. The details are still getting um, ironed out. So probably within the next episode or two, we'll give you all the details on how to come to the party. Um, So over the next few months until the party, we'll be releasing these episodes um, here and there just so that they stay relevant. We didn't want to cram them all into January and then we have the party in April and we wanted it to take, all these people are so special. We wanted to take up as much space as possible um, because they all deserve so much attention. It's so fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so enjoy uh this first episode of our who to watch series yeah. brought to you by pepito opportunity connection yes and uh Have hopefully so you fun. can join us uh at our party yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. bye Hey. How you doing? <laughs> so we're here with chris morrison blackwell i think that is such a amazing name oh the thank three you. name name yeah. they're all like really strong names they're all like I just love them. I love them. And if I say anything wrong, like the name of your um, company that we just talked about, just correct me, please, because I'm so bad at it. Um, I just have so much going on in my brain and I'm like a little goldfish. So like I read it, I've read it like a couple times and I'm just like, ooh, shiny. So things don't stick. Sometimes I have a hard time with things Like a golden retriever? Like a golden retriever. (laughs) A ball. Yes, like a golden retriever. No, I feel that. Um, So we're so happy to have you here. You're part of our Who to Watch list. And you're actually our first interview for 2023 for Who to Watch. Oh, right on. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We're so excited. We're excited. Like I told you um, before, I'm such a big fan of Hunger Ghost Press and... I, to be honest, I don't know a ton about it. I just like love your products. I think they're mm-hmm. incredible. I bought like a beanie once and it has like your little logo. And then when you turn it inside out, it says something like, like high from hell or like li- rotting in hell or it oh, says like welcome some- to the pits of hell. Welcome yeah, to- Thank you. It says something tag. very cute. And like <laughs> yeah. when I'm around my family, I have it like flipped up to the regular side. But then when I'm out, I like have it flipped down and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like this is me like being tough. Yeah. But I love your designs. I love your stuff. And I'm excited to have you here because I want to learn more about you and how you got to this point yeah so you were in boulder yeah i was in boulder triple majoring <laughs> kind of not really i wasn't really <laughs> not majoring any, anything yeah i uh um, yeah, heavy air quotes on yeah yeah just really like they're like oh you can do this i was like i'll do that and then and then you was, didn't no and then i didn't i was like this is very expensive and i don't really want to do this and then so oh yeah i think it was just like really uh just like out of it and kind of naive so <laughs> my friends and i uh we wanted to start like a commune or something like that so we were all like <laughs> nice we'll that. just like find some land and like go to the mountains and like all right we'll all meet back here in like six months so then like everyone like dropped out of school and left home to like save money to try yeah. to like get some land so you could get a commune going yeah or something i don't know what it was it was it just it didn't work out (laughs) clearly you're here so it didn't work out yeah so we everyone went back home for a little bit Mm. and so uh i went to boston i was living with a bunch of friends which was like really fun Mm. like this like uh like punk house that were you in like 
Alston or yeah, yeah, Arlington yeah. or Cambridge. We were in we were in Alston and yeah. like I've been like all over Boston and stuff like mm. that. But like Alston used to always be like my favorite place. It was you pretty. Know? I lived in Alston for like maybe like six or seven months. Like right before I moved in with my now husband, my f- friends and I went to Boston. We had this like Alston little apartment, and it was so cute. It was right mm-hmm. off the subway, so and, so you'd get off and you were like right in the middle of everything. And oh, right it was on. cool. It was yeah. fun. It was all in. Was it like Packers Corner and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. And it was fun because it was like everyone who lived there at the time were all like sort of similar in like they were all going to school. No one made a lot of money. Like everyone was just like trying to like, you know, go to school and do work study and work restaurant jobs or work retail jobs. Yeah. And like everyone was on the home. Well, like when you take the tea home and you'd be like sitting there with, you know, I was a server. So I'd have like my tie on and like all this stuff. And like everyone else like looked exactly the same because everyone was doing the same thing. Yeah. Um. It was cool. It was like a cool sense of like, it was like you were getting that college experience without living at like a university sort of thing. Yeah. I just, it it was a fun place for a while. My friends had, uh, I had some older friends that had moved there when I was still in high school and stuff like that. And we were always in bands and stuff. So like they ran like houses and did like house shows. So we used mm. to like go down the city and like skip school for like a day and so like fun. do long weekends and stuff. So it all holds a special place in my heart. Definitely. Like so you lived back in Boston, hopefully to save some money for your commune. Didn't. Really. Didn't. <laughs> didn't happen uh, best laid plans yeah uh just went back to colorado mm. um and then nobody else really like showed up at first <laughs> I, was just, like, I was kind of living um I, I met some people on craigslist and i just like mm. looked at this place for a while and then i had one friend come back and needed a car so we were just like crashing on that for a bit and then slowly people started to come back to school yeah like oh we can like sleep on their floors yeah and then um yeah we slowly people came back and we like got a house and then um didn't do anything really just kind of hung out just hung out but that's i mean i'm assuming you were probably like in your 20s or yeah. like your like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, late teens, late twenties. Yeah, yeah. So that's like kind of what you're supposed to do at that time. Yeah, no, just definitely. Like, it was just like I was really into writing mm. uh, and doing like artwork, but not like as heavily and stuff like that. But uh, and then uh, a bunch of kids I lived with were all from like uh, Oklahoma and Texas, and so they're all into like bluegrass and stuff. So it was yeah. like different scene for me, totally. but it was like really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How, so how from Colorado, Boston? How did you end up here? A uh, series of the greatest, breakups. The greatest and, state in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I love Rhode Island, but of uh, course you do. You have a your like whole brand is about like the town or is it the city? Onlyville is a city, a town. Like, what would you consider that? It's yeah. a part of Providence. A township. Yeah, yeah, a township. It, yeah, it reminds me of like Brighton and like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you have like a like your business. A lot of it ties to like how much you love where you are, right? Yeah, no, well, just like we, I have some family down here that's been here for like over 20 years mm. and um uh we used to come here when we were little and i remember like when the x games like first happened yeah. here and stuff and that was like in my head mm-hmm. that was always like providence like the new mall and stuff like that oh, yeah, yeah. Was, like, oh, was, like, crazy um and then like i knew like the art scene was always like really cool here mm-hmm. and stuff um so then we uh we came down i kind of just fell in love with like uh like the Olneyville area mm-hmm. and just like kind of like the valley and just like uh what was going on it just felt really like homey and stuff mm-hmm. and just uh like nice and like really relaxed and uh it was one of the first spots that we found like a a live workplace that was like affordable because mm-hmm. that's like not in boston and we know that yeah. i work like crazy hours so yeah. i just uh 
my wife and I got, we moved down here and then we got married uh, soon after that. And so we just, uh, we just wanted to find like a cool spot. And so. Yeah. Also the classification of quote unquote affordable in Boston is just different. Yeah. Yeah. No, it yeah. might be affordable compared to everything else in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But even that is for still... your normal person eh, not so much. Yeah. No, we had, we were really lucky. We had really nice landlords in Boston at a last spot. And I like had quit my full-time job and I was like, Hey, I just like, quit my job. I'm going to go like full-time with this like company I'm starting. Yes! Like, can I like, do that like is that okay for like our rent and stuff yeah, yeah, like that yeah, and yeah. they were like totally like yeah just like yeah well that's back to and and i'm i am not educated to talk about this enough at all but that from a friends of mine like that's the difference between like having like a landlord that you can like call up and be like hey bob like here's what's going on and then renting from like maybe like some a place that's like in like california yeah you some can't major have property management yeah. i mean there's like manage like uh, property management that is still local that you could probably have those conversations with. But I know a lot of places, especially in Boston, like if you're renting, like the person who's renting it to you doesn't even live in your time zone. Yeah. That's like most of the places in Boston we lived in were just yeah. like huge conglomerate places. Yeah. And you're like, that, hi, I need help. And they're like, sorry, I'm sleeping. Like you're, you're, this is the wrong time zone. Sorry, yeah. I'm in California. Yeah. They're like, well, we have a stack of applications for that uh, apartment that you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so when yeah. it's like a mom, like I'm using air quotes because it, do it doesn't necessarily have to be this, but when it's like a mom and a pop or like, you know, someone is owns the home and is like renting it to you, you can have those conversations yeah. and you can like feel probably a little bit more comfortable to like make mistakes and not, you know. Yeah, they like, they lived right above us mm -hmm. and like they were just like super nice mm -hmm. and just like a really like great couple and stuff like that. So like uh, uh, my wife and I were just like, had just gotten engaged and stuff and they just like, I don't know, there's a it was like super competitive for like trying to get housing in Boston mm. and I'm sure it's more so now, but uh, I don't know why we got picked for that apartment, but they just saw something. Yeah. You know? They saw a spark. Very lucky. That we got yeah. That hey, that works though. It worked out. So you were in Boston working a full-time job. What were you doing? Um, So I'd worked retail mm. for a while, retail management. I had done some like buying operations and stuff like that and operational management and mm. some companies. And then, I started working for this custom DTG, like direct-to-garment printing company. Yep. And they were like a startup that was uh, opened up in downtown Boston. And mm. they just kind of were like not the best managed and yep, yep, things yep. like that. So like yeah, I was startups thinking, sometimes have that problem yeah, where no, there's exactly. a lot of cooks in the kitchen or maybe there's not like a direct focus or yeah. there's too much going on. And, and they can't. were like international. So like it was just like uh, lots of like times and stuff. Mm. But I was like running that store, like creating a lot of stuff for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just like still doing Hungry Ghost Press on the side. And I was like, I think I can... I think like one month I made like as much money on like Hungry Ghost Press Online that I did on wow. like doing that. So I was like, I think I could. I quit think I can this. do this. But um, but that's that was scary. yeah, that was like a while into doing Hungry Ghost Press. How <laughs> did Hungry Ghost Press start? Uh, so it started just as like a zine and art book press. I was mm. really into making like a lot of those. Yeah. So like um, I came up with the name when I was in the very hippie college in Boulder, yeah. and uh. Uh, I was just like making things and just publishing under that. And mm -hmm. my friend uh, Diesel and I in Boston had run this zine called Mock Not Mine uh, or end quote. And it was by just a suede and Mock Not Mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had always just published like free stuff. And he was like a TA at Leslie. 
So we used to just like barricade ourselves in their <laughs> teacher's like, room and make like tons of photocopies That's of the amazing. scenes. And, like, I love that. Yeah, no. And then you could pass them out or like yeah. give them to people. Yeah. So there was a there was a really cool bookstore called Laurie Mipsum that was in uh, Central back in the day, and mm. they had, like a big. They had part of the Boston uh, Zine Library, and that mm. was like really cool and like the the culture there was just like really rad for that for a while yeah. so now that you said that you found a bookstore called laura mipsum i'm very surprised i haven't heard of another bookstore called laura mipsum yeah before. right that's How has like, that not been taken up before yeah no it was uh it was really fun like the first time i walked past it they still had their like old appliance banners from like when it used to be an appliance store back in the day so i was just like very yeah. confused about it for a while and mm-hmm. they ended up meeting the owners and they were just like super rad and they used to hold like uh, a lot of shows and stuff mm. like that too and mm-hmm. stuff so it's like a really fun place for yeah. a few i years. guess it is kind of a niche thing laura mipsum is filler text oh yeah i don't know what that so is so like when you uh <laughs> if you're doing a design and like you just need to like show how much text is going to be in say a box oh, it's like the area. first leading yeah and then it, it goes on like, like laura the, mipsum yeah. dolores said um, yeah it's like in it's like latin. not language language yeah like it's you like couldn't... false latin or something yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. i figure what it means it yeah, means something, like, yeah. Means something. so it, you started with like a zine with a friend under hunger ghost press Kind of. Yeah. I was doing other stuff too, just like my own, uh, lots of writing and Mm. then, um, collaborative pieces and just like anybody who wanted to submit. And we always let people decide if they wanted to use like names or not. Cool. Um, and then I had a lot of friends in bands and stuff. So I started doing, um, just like a lot of album artwork and, um, like t-shirts and Mm. like, have you always, I know like what you said when you were in school, like you were triple majoring in like writing poetry and art has art always been something that you've like gravitated towards yeah i think when i was i think like thinking back now on it from when i was like little like that's always been my main focus Mm. i think i just got really wrapped up in poetry for a while and then i was like oh i don't I'm not that good of a writer. Right <laughs> I'm sure you're a great writer. I, I like, like this, but yeah. well, I, I feel was... like your your art and your designs, and I don't know if you solely do them or you have a team that do them now that I'm used to, but I do feel like there's a ton. I'm mean, obviously there's art in it, but there is like sort of like a poetic like part to it yeah no do you know de- what i mean yeah like, there's definitely like little free i like little like one yeah and stuff like that, yeah so like, like i definitely it's funny because i didn't know this about you that you were into poetry or you know started in like the zine world but like now that i know i'm like that's, it makes so much sense yeah it was just like yeah and that's like hungry Ghost press i struggled a lot when i first started like my artist is this a business mm. like is this a brand and like what do i make and stuff like that and then over the years i've kind of just realized that like uh like we're sometimes like funny and serious yeah as serious as we are we're also like joking sometimes you're tongue in cheek sometimes yeah it's like you know i'm i just want it to be like whatever it wants to be yeah just like Mm -hmm. everyone in their store has like uh we like ask everyone about like design stuff Mm. um i design the majority of the stuff but then we also work with a lot of artists Mm. and then like i said like i kick around ideas a lot with like the team and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then everyone in our store kind of has like uh their own like little specialties. So like yeah. um we've had people who just do like sewing or like embroidery and then mm-hmm. like um flat stock stuff and like lithography or like um 
jewelry making mm. and stuff like that so like i like just having like being surrounded by other people who can do like really rad things it's like yeah. super impressive and you're like oh damn like i want to know how to do that yeah and you just <laughs> want to be around those because like what do they say like you should never be the smartest person in the room so it's like when you're in a room with all these people who are like so creative and smart and maybe are doing things differently or maybe air quotes again better than you do or maybe you might do it like in a different way and you can all learn from each other and like figure out like the best process and like the best designs and like there's something really to be said and we've talked about this before because we've had people on you know like Lois Harada or um, Steve Duque like these people back like 20 years from where we are now anytime you anyone was like I'm gonna like be an artist you're everyone around you was like good luck like yeah. you're yeah. not gonna make any money like make sure yeah, you have good a, for you poor person yeah like make sure you have a backup plan but I think we're now you can do it now you can and, and you've been able to do it but I just think now it's just a little bit easier an easier pill to swallow than it was like say 20 years ago where you can surround yourself with these people and people want to buy local things they want to buy things that are mm -hmm. designed by someone who has like a story to tell who loves poetry but loves to be like a little different and wants to have like all these different things going on instead of like this like i do still think though you need to have like not everybody can do it oh, you totally. do still need that like kind of entrepreneurial spirit yeah. because if you're not willing to just like for lack of a better term, like eat shit for a couple of years. Yeah, of no, you're not sucks. getting it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I'm you have to just like slog through it. But yeah. sometimes people want to like because of the internet yeah. world, people it's are like, well, I can better. just start throwing my stuff up there. I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be yeah. great. It's yeah. like eh. I mean, for a little while kind of it felt like that. <laughs> yeah, did it? <laughs> like in, in, like when when things first started. Yeah, just like I feel like, you know, social media was different and mm, stuff like that. And yeah. it was like a little bit easier to share stuff mm. and like before they started tweaking all the algorithms. Yeah, yeah. it was just like easy to find like organic content. Yeah, like yeah. Meet mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. I felt like now I it's met, just like a hot mess. Yeah, I felt like I just had met so many friends over the years, like mm -hmm. online, through, like mm -hmm. art and stuff like that, um, and doing like zines and like other collaborative things. But now it just feels like it's very much more business like. And I don't know if it's just like my mindset or just like the platforms. Well, just and feel you've different. also like you started off, and not to say that this these products aren't aren't also like incredibly amazing and can be distributed to the masses but starting off with a zine and now you like sell clothes you sell art you you have vendor shops like you have to be an entrepreneur now like in that mindset because you have so many different things underneath hungry ghost press like when you started you could be a little more like it's art it's a little more whimsical right yeah. but now you're like you know those vendors rely on you your employees rely on yeah. you like so it is kind of like and luckily you can put those brains back and forth, art brain, entrepreneur brain. Mm -hmm. But there is a point, especially with you, how much you've exploded and how big, how how much more ground you're covering that you have to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I have to remember to pay people. No, I know. That's like <laughs> the first time I got an employer, I was like, oh, no, yeah. someone's relying on me for food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough, right? I'm it's relying on myself. It's scary. Like, you're like, I don't even take care of myself. I yeah. don't take care of you. So it's a... Uh, but it, but it was great and like our, our first employee Chantal Gallipo who's a an amazing amazing artist uh she ended up just uh leaving to venture on her own studies and stuff right now That's doing um 
her own sewing and just like fabric work in Providence. And oh, like, wow. we met randomly at like a pop-up to a friend at a tattoo shop. Mm. And like, uh, I just moved to Providence. The pop-up was in Boston and our friend was like, oh, this is like Chantal. Yeah. She's in Providence. Like she sews stuff. And I was like, oh, I need someone to like sew. I need a sewer. Yeah. Like I'm really fucking bad. Please help me <laughs> sew. I need, I need you. that. Help. Yeah. I need you. And then uh, that slowly turned into like, uh being like our first employee and just wow. like really helping like shape the team and that's stuff amazing. like that so it's how been long really cool. um has like when what year did hunger Ghost press start like how long have you been a we, business we like incorporated in 2016 oh, but wow. it's been like off and on probably from like 2009 oh, i would just i never liked putting my name on things so i'd always just write hunger you express mm. under everything and just like that's know. like your pseudonym yeah, I guess. That's I don't so know. Cool. Like, I love that. <laughs> just like, That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I, everybody wants it. Like, um, you know, I went to school for graphic design, multimedia stuff, and everybody wanted to brand something as a brand rather than as themselves. Yeah. And actually now, like with, you know, through YouTube and all the different things that are happening, people kind of encourage you, like if you're going to be a creator, to just use your name. Yeah, yeah. Because, it's a lot like, more like. But it feels safer to be like, Oh yeah, this is this thing. Like, oh, have you heard about that? How, yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. Like, well, uh, and it gives you the opportunity to grow. Like, if I mean, Chris Morrison Blackwell, you like, you could do anything, right? But like, Hungry Ghost Press attached to things like that is bigger than you. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you can do more with that. Yeah. And it sounds so cool. Yeah, it just felt nice to like separate myself yeah. a little bit. And yeah. not do just you like that like... or do you not? Either way, that's that company. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you had the, It may be mine, but still. <laughs> when you had the the month that you did more business online than you did at your full-time job, do you remember what like the things you were selling online were doing the best? That's a that might be a really hard question, but yeah, I'm just because no, you to, have so many things. Yeah, we do. Like, I mean, now we carry like so much stuff. Just like we carry a lot of like vintage and dead stock, and we yeah. upcycle a lot of that stuff mm, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's when I started getting into a lot more, um, like doing custom pieces mm-hmm. and like uh, doing some upcycle work mm. on like early jackets and stuff. Yeah, that I just had like at a little bit higher price point that yep. just like helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have quite a bit of like I've just kind of been scrolling around yeah. while we've been talking. You have quite a bit of like one-off stuff. Yeah, the yeah. one-offs are like really fun. Um, so fun. And that's when like that started to uh, uh, just like you know you got like five order those in a month and they're each like you know like 200 bucks or something mm. you're like holy shit like, yeah, like i'm making money <laughs> yeah. that's awesome uh, I like this. and then uh t-shirts started to get better and then um newberry comics was like our first wholesaler actually that's which awesome was really cool. they, that's like, so cool for a long time they were reaching out to like small independent makers and stuff when like that's pins cool. and patches first started mm. to get big and mm-hmm. we were kind of like in that a little are they bit still around yeah they are, they are they're yeah. the providence mall they I are just don't yeah. go to malls really yeah. anymore so i'm like what's still there? they are very different now i used though. to really like yeah them. like when i grew up like it was like my dad was like obsessed with buying cds like he has like too many cds like you couldn't even count them so every friday he'd pick me up from school we go to newberry comics i don't know if you guys will remember this but there used to be like a beanbag section of newberry comics where it was just like a bunch of different like beanbag chairs that you could buy oh. Like, there'd be big ones, small ones, like, all different. So I would get, like, a Rolling Stone magazine, and I would sit in the beanbag, and I would, like, flip through. Yeah. And my dad would be, like, in the CD section. And usually he'd let me pick, like, one CD to buy. And it was so fun. But recently I walked by Newberry Comics, and it was not the same. 
Yeah, no, they're still like it's. They're cool. still great. Yeah, and they still have amazing stuff. It's just like that nostalgia that I had. Yeah, I walked by and I was like, "Where are my beanbag chairs?" Yeah, they have yeah. like with the the onset of like vinyl becoming more popular, they yeah, lean definitely. a lot harder into that. Yeah. I mean, CD like nobody really buys CDs anymore, no. so you're not gonna have no. a lot of those. And you can buy like a lot of more, swag there. Yeah, I would say yeah, it's a lot have, more gift shop too now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think their vinyl collection it's it's been nice that they've restocked that and oh, like. Yeah. Uh, the Newberry Comics warehouse was like down the street from us when yeah. we lived in Alston. And I had oh, like cool. so many friends work there just because like they're so lax with everyone who worked there was always in like bands when we were on tour and they yeah. were just like, I'm going to take off for two months. And they're like, that's cool. We like somebody else it. to fill it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I was like huge into, do you know, Coheed and Cambria? Yeah. Yeah. And they have comic books that go along with those. And yep. then the lead singer had kill audio was his own comic book as well. And they were the only place I could find them. Oh, really? Because cool. I think it's probably because, you know, music related. And yeah. Yeah. Fit, but Same like distribution mm, or something like that. Man, I've, I'm like, I gotta go to Newberry Comics. I bought so many, <laughs> I bought a lot of Pokemon cards there too. Oh <laughs> yeah. When I was going up, that was like the place. And I just remember the, like, all the lava the clerks. Lamps. Yeah. Like, I just remember like they would sell us like parental advisory CDs when like we were yeah. like very young. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, now this is definitely. Yeah. Close. I got my yeah. first like God's Max CD there. Oh when my I was God. A little kid nice. and stuff, I love and I that. Like, yeah. I love that. And, you, and I think even now I went there recently to buy like a, a Christmas gift for someone. And because they have like the Funko things yeah. and like yes. all that stuff. So it's a very different in there now, but it, they did a really good job altering the way their store is for the time that we're in because the things that they're selling today, everyone buys. Like, that's what it is. Yep. Back in the day when, you know, we would spend time there, you were buying CDs. You know, you got your paycheck. Like me, I worked at the movie theater. I'd get my movie theater paycheck and I'd go buy a CD. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the vibe. That was also during the time of, like, um, what was the other one? Is it, like, strawberries? Is that what it was Yeah, yeah strawberries. Yeah, strawberries. Yeah, like, that's where I used to go to get... Um, uh, FYE. That's FYE. What it was. FYE. I used to go to Strawberries like buy uh, concert tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. go in there and yeah. buy concert tickets. Yeah. Like, so there was just stuff they used to do that like you can't even rely on doing in one of those places anymore. So, so yeah. because you had been going to Newberry Comics and you loved it just in general, when they reached out and were like, we want to buy stuff for you, did you like, were you like, oh, fuck? Yeah, I was like, oh, well, yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, I have to like fill this order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Done, but, uh, so I had uh I like taught myself I'm pretty much like self-taught in a lot of like art stuff so um very very happy of YouTube um mm. but <laughs> just in friends and stuff like that. So yeah. when I was younger like I was in bands and I had uh an older friend and his brother did some like really bad fun screen printing. Mm. Uh so I got taught that really early and nice. I would try doing like different stuff. And then um, I was walking home one day and somebody just had like a really crappy like one color press on the side of the road in the garbage. So I just like lugged it all oh the way to the rest of the home. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just like print T-shirts now. And then and you did. Yeah. So that's when I was doing for bands. I was like, oh, I'm doing like flyers and stuff like that. And I was mm. like, maybe I can like do a few shirts or something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, it just like started going from there. So it was always nice. I always I've always been like printing uh most of our own stuff mm. unless it's like becomes too cost prohibitive or like, like I don't know what this is. <laughs> Even huge runs will do like we <laughs> it's just uh now we I, I realize I don't like doing I don't like printing for other people, I realized quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's like pressure I'm not really into. So yeah. like I think I'm just gonna make things that like for your, I, for, for, that for I wanna make. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you don't have to like answer to anybody yeah and we still like a contracted printing company can get like 
overwhelming fat. Yeah, no, yeah. They, and they get huge and like props up to those guys. Like they kill it. Like there's so many in like the New England area mm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. too that do like really cool stuff. But mm-hmm. like for me, that just like I was like, ah, I think I'd lose my mind trying to do this again. Uh, yeah, and I just have like bad knees in the back, so I can only print like so much in a day. Yeah. Before, like, I need a <laughs> and I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. We need to take it easy you've been working so hard you need to like relax a little bit and do what makes sense for you have you um and before we get talking about like 2023 because i I definitely want to talk about that um in your in hungry ghost presses like lifetime has there been any specific designs that are like some of your fave whether they're current whether they're past whether they're because i just i i'm someone who i'm a creative person for sure but i'm not someone who can like put pen to paper and like create a design so anytime we have people who get to do that i just love to hear like if there was a time that you did it and you're like oh shit i love this like this is like what i've been trying to figure out i mean it's kind of like of it's kind of like everything and i just They're get so babies. yeah i just get so excited about projects and yeah. we have like a bunch yeah. of new stuff that's been coming out that we've been planning for like over a year um for some really special like uh larger run of like quote-unquote one-off type mm. things and like upcycled garments um and i don't know i just get i get hyped on everything and like lately we've been uh we work with um the two different met schools so we mm. take in interns from there and then oh, cool. we we pay them too because like i just think that's like a really important thing not to do unpaid internships yeah and then we also work with um the oeo and the pha here mm. in providence mm-hmm. uh so we take in kids from those and that's really cool because that program uh pays like 18 dollars an hour to oh, kids wow. in high school yeah and, so they're like, they making just, like, money yeah they get hooked up with a place and you just get to like teach them and stuff so mm. we've graduated like like eight or ten kids through that wow. program That's and amazing. Um, so like yesterday we just had a bunch of um we had a bunch of the met interns in the shop and we just cut a bunch of tote bags and set up a few different screens on the press and be like taped off different areas and i was like just make a bunch of like weird patches and like experiment and like have fun because like not everyone is trained in yeah. like everything but like everyone wants to learn and, and you like, can figure I, it out but i think like everyone should so like we talk about that a lot and do like mini critiques and stuff like that so yes. i think it's like and you're like becoming or you have not becoming you already are like a mentor which i'm sure is really fun it's weird just because I feel like I have a mentor, so like, yeah. I feel weird about saying that. Like, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, like, yeah These yeah. kids who like maybe don't, maybe have never been given the permission to just like make some funky patches or like do some tote bags or whatever. Yeah. Like they're getting a space where they can feel like creative and then ask questions. And then like you said, like doing critiques so like they can learn how the design world like works because you get thrown into it and you're like, what? what is this yeah and i'm just making it up i've never really been part of a formal critique so i, I love that though but it's clearly on. working like i mean i mean but even when they did it in college like except for a couple of my teachers that would just be rough like on purpose yeah um everybody was too nice so then when you actually yeah. got into like a working environment and you had a boss that was like no that's crap do something else and you're like but it, uh, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I like I'll be, I'll be like straight up with them. If I'm like yeah. I don't think this is that good. Like yeah, I think yeah, you can yeah. do better. With, like what were you trying to go yeah. for here? Because like, having those conversations, yeah, are I like, really important. They do that with me too, and they're just like, "Why is this in another box? Like you always just put things in boxes." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I like, like boxes." You're like, like, good question. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like, expecting you to turn the tables on yeah. me like this. I was not prepared for well this. Well played. I know, but that's but, uh, cool. It's good. It keeps you on your toes and stuff. So like. uh 
it, it's fun. I think we have a really good like atmosphere for that at work too. Totally. So, very cool. Where did your um like your brick and mortar Hungry Ghost Press on the West End? Like where was the first location? How did you find it? Because now it's gonna move, right? Or has it already moved? No, so we're still at we're still on Sixty Valley Street, right down yeah. from Troop and stuff like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we won't move until the building's finished, which is uh, the knows? building that, that, that we bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who who knows when who that knows? will be done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's two thirty nine Oak Street, right mm-hmm. behind like West's Rib House and Die House and stuff like that back there, Great which is cool. Area. Okay. And there's gonna be a a new bike path to the city's building. That's Amazing. Uh, that's gonna be coming in from like Scurvy Dog to connect into like Federal Hill to Onlyville yeah. for like pedestrians for the first time. That's so in a while. cool. So like, so there'll be ac- like easy access on bikes, on scooters, on feet, on foot. Yeah, yeah. I think there's it's a really ambitious plan. I hope it goes really well. I mm. think it'll be like really cool. I think it's just being like conscious of um like the neighborhood and of like course. and stuff like that. Yeah. And just like the budget on it seems kind of high and I'm like, you know, the streets could need some more work. Yeah, <laughs> so, but we have it's a like, lot going on. Yeah, but I mean like Providence is growing, so it, it'll be really interesting to see like where everything goes and mm. stuff like that. But so uh, oh sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Um the building itself. Yeah. How did you like stumble in? Oh. Hold on one second. I'm going to introduce the next segment of the show about the building. So, Chris, thanks for telling us how you got here and how you started Hunger Ghost Press. You're part of our Who to Watch because you're doing some cool, cool things in 2023 that Nick just started asking questions about. Let's talk. Go ahead, Nick. To Start be again. Fair, you started this. Um, <laughs> no, I was. Uh, how I was did you end about up? His first building. Yeah, and it kind of just transferred into the yeah. other. Oh, one. I just rent this. I don't. Yeah. That, yeah, these, I couldn't afford that. <laughs> the new building. Like, how did you kind of stumble into that? Did you know about it? Did somebody else tell you about it? So I you walking by and we're like, "Hey, look at that building." My wife and I have been looking at spots, and that the, she knows like we'll be in the car, and I'll just be like, I. I just like stare at like every building and I was like, look at that place would be cool. Like yeah. <laughs> kind of like rad that spot That's is. Awesome. And like there's just so many like really cool spots in uh throughout the state, I feel like, and all of like the northeast and like a lot of these towns uh that have just been like left vacant for like a mm. long time. And you mm-hmm. always wonder like who owns that, like what are they doing with it? And a lot yeah. of things like now I realize is like it's years of planning and stuff like that, but sometimes yeah. they're they're just sitting and stuff like that. Um and so luckily I had a friend uh who um i'd reached out to and i was like we're trying to find a place to buy we want to do live work uh more and i like we don't have a ton of money yeah, but like yeah, yeah. i have money for the business and then like we want to we want to have kids soon and then like we end up did having kid um <laughs> thank you uh uh and then um so we were like looking around and everything that every time we would find a building, we'd like go see it. And like the day after they'd be like, oh, like someone came in like cash on hand. Like a development. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, where are people coming in with like cash on hand? Yeah. <laughs> right. Who like, has this money? I'm like reaching out to banks and I'm like trying to figure out stuff. So yeah. uh, luckily I, I got a mentor uh, who introduced us to one of the owners of that building that was for sale. And he was just trying to find um a good fit for like the neighborhood too mm. and just like wanted to make sure that it was going to like stay you know cool and stuff like that and like there's only three buildings on that street and they were all part of the way Bossett mill complex back mm. in the day and they're so rad and uh they'll hold the uh storage and like music rehearsal space and yep. then one of them is like a large format uh screen printing company too that does like beautiful like prolific oh, cool. like really cool stuff yeah. um so they're called Sawtooth Editions. They're in the building next to us. They kind of like that sawtooth roof style. Yeah, so like cool. that, that building was built in like the 1900s. 
Wes's like the original building was like the first out of all those mill buildings. And then mm. they all kind of sprawled out from there. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're all connected back in the day. They have a bunch of like weird like ports and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, this building had been sitting vacant for like uh, a while. And I know that it used to be, um, I believe 17 mules, but mm. I may be wrong about that. That's like an old like show place back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not too, I mean, not too long ago. Um, uh, I never got to go there, but I know friends bands who have like played yeah. there and stuff like that and, uh, have met people around here. That's like, Oh, like I used to like hang out in that building and I stuff like that. that. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> um, but before that it kind of just been like a mix of different things mm. from like textiles to jewelry making to, um, Halloween decoration making. There's a deli downstairs at one point. So there's like a giant built-in freezer that's still there. And we were like, what are we going to do with this freezer? Bring and, another and like, deli in. But that's good though, because <laughs> it hasn't just been empty for a long time. I mean, you know, like yeah, I mean, sometimes those those old buildings will be like, oh yeah, nobody's been in here for 110 years, you know? I mean, like, some parts of it are definitely like, yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> there's like, um, so like this, like, yeah, it needs a lot of love. It, it got like uh, a official title of like being blighted by the city and stuff like that so mm. like it needs like a lot of historical building it needs a lot of work and stuff so it's gonna take a lot uh to get there but uh we've been working on like the environmental and stuff mm. like that getting everything squared up and yeah. working on like a really good uh construction engineer and architect team that has worked on like a lot of mill buildings around the area and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's it's actually going to be like uh, we've owned it for a little while now. And we get start to do like some like real good construction soon, and yeah. should be. Does, in- does Providence have any like grants or programs for like those types of building renovations because it's a historical building? Yes and no. It's been really oh, <laughs> difficult and tricky to learn the the world of like grants and loans and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and just trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. So uh, we're, I'm always out there like looking and applying mm, for course. things and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Some of like special stipulations that like um, that need certain things, but um, it is uh, it's approved by the federal and uh, on a state level as a historic site. So it's a, uh, I'm, I'm really proud. And that's I think amazing. That's really yeah, that's cool. great. yeah. There's still some like, there's the old elevator shaft. So it's like all the original gears up top oh, and we're cool. like, how many tons of metal is up there? Like, how am I going to bring that down? Oh like, God. and I was like, I guess I'll save a giant gear or something and yeah. like put it in the building. I was like, I don't want to scrap building. it. Like, yeah, yeah, like put it somewhere, display it somewhere. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's some really cool stuff, though. And there's, like, some uh, really awesome graffiti, like, inside the building and out and stuff. And there's some, like, painted floors that I think we're going to keep some oh, of that cool. stuff. And, um, so yeah. the whole, so this building is huge. Yeah. So there's going to be quite a few things going into it. Can you talk about like the different aspects of this building? Yeah. So Hunger Euros Press is going to be on the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where currently like right now in our store, if you like come in, it's kind of walled off. But like the whole idea is that we've always left it open so you can see us like screen printing and stuff oh, like cool. that. If you have any questions you want to yeah. ask us and stuff um or for like sewing or doing anything like that we have some stuff in the back but uh it's pretty much a big open room that we've just put like dividers up into mm. um in this new space we're gonna have a lot more of like benches put out and stuff like that so people can see what's working hopefully cool. one day we'll be able to offer like some classes or something i think would yeah. be like, really fun but um, that'd be so fun yeah it's just trying to figure out logistics behind a lot of that stuff yeah. but um Basically, one half of the floor plan on the bottom is going to be workspace, and the other part's going to be retail. Mm-hmm. And the old deli that used to be there, we're turning into uh, it's going to be like a little art gallery. Cool. That's gonna oh, be that's cool. Right that's on the street. Awesome. So we thought that'd be fun. 
fun. I love that. Um, and so we're just going to keep the refrigerator in there. And we're like, we'll just <laughs> I'll say you could turn beverages. that into like yeah. its own little separate like, People can sell area. merch in there. They can black yeah. it out, do a projection movie or something. Cool. But it's like, it's a big walk-in and it's like, it looks cool. So like, I guess we'll keep call it. this the deli. And call it the deli. Yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah. and be like, if people want to sell like food and stuff, here's, go ahead. I don't know if you, yeah. you probably <laughs> need other things for that. Maybe never mind. Um, so the downstairs sounds really cool. And this it's three levels or four levels? Three levels, yeah. Okay. So and what the, the other levels, what are they? So the second floor is going to be a uh, rentable space for artists and for a pop-up space for like uh, vending and cool. uh, maker space and stuff like that. So yeah. like uh, light manufacturing stuff, never the, no like mm -hmm. heavy woodwork or anything just because it's also going to be like cohabiting also. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be really cool. So like that'll be really exciting when we start to be able to branch out and offer um, hopefully really affordable and like cool spots where you can have a little pop-up area and then or if you want to do like a trade and do pop-up or yeah. something like that kind yeah. of a little like open floor style mall mm. type thing cool. um i know like uh i think like a deconstructed version of kind of like uh mill number five in lowell i don't mm. know if anyone's been there we used to do a lot of pop-ups but it's a it's a giant old mill building that used to be an indoor market back in the day oh, cool. and then it's converted into like a modern version of that it has like a real to real movie theater and then like um there's like a coffee house in there and a record mm. store and like music shop and stuff like that it's so really it's cool like, yeah and they hold like a bunch of markets and stuff so yeah. i think that'll be fun and then second floor will have uh one uh live workspace and on the third floor is going to be divided into our own space mm. for my wife and uh my daughter Sylvia, and then uh, uh, there should be like I think two or three more live affordable like live workspaces that we're nice. aiming for. That's awesome. Uh, so it definitely it'll be cool. Mm. Um, I'm really excited to be like, uh, like in the neighborhood and be having some like I've always wanted to like own a building. I hate renting, so yeah. Oh yeah, of <laughs> yes. course. And like right now, like you're not only are you going to be owning like the place that you can use for work and for a live and whatever but you're also giving space to other artists who are starting out or who may want to try some new things and yeah. may not be in the position to like rent their own studio space or whatever like you're giving them the opportunity to try some new stuff and see how it goes and then the retail space and so there's just like so much you know i think we're the creative capital of Providence and mm -hmm. AS220 is awesome for, for artists oh, yeah. and there's so many different uh, avenue concepts great for artists and i think the more people like you who are like creating spaces for more artists like the more the, just like the better we'll be like obviously we have like some kick-ass people who are here making really cool things through letterpress through screen printing through mural art through all different mediums so like having more and more support within the community i think is just like the right move like oh, totally totally agree like as220 there was some of the first people that i met with when i was first trying to like come up with the concept to be like is this possible to yeah. buy a building and do this and like how was this created and really it couldn't be it can't be replicated today mm -hmm. what they've been able to do for the past yeah. over 20 Slow years build, you know what yeah. i mean it's 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 incredible yeah um and then uh, people like doing stuff at like the dirt palace and mm -hmm. then um uh bench press that's been doing some really awesome stuff the beer archive network and then just like uh, all our friends that are screen printers negative yeah. press and teeth like swords like there's just like so many like creative people in this area doing really awesome things that like we're just stoked to be part of that and to like help help yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, like the, it's the perfect like i think 
based on everything you've said that you've been into and and how we got to this point, like this is sort of like this great big explosion of everything all at once. Yeah, no, you it's know? really it's really intense. When we bought the building, when we finally knew that we were going to be buying the building, uh, we found out that uh, we were pregnant, and I knew it was going to happen in the same week. Oh and I was God. like, "Cool, this oh, is going to be like a really fun year." Ah! <laughs> uh, so it's been super interesting. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been really cool. It's and a then, lot. This year, uh, like I dropped off my daughter to daycare for the third time and then ever <laughs> and then today. And then it was like uh, coming to do this podcast and like talking about the business stuff. It's just like cool to see like where things are going. Totally. Yeah, super like you started like stuff. being like on like, you know, your big. Well, you're not. It wasn't a commune like that big house that you lived with your friends in Boulder, Colorado to come here and to be into art and then to create this like it's just crazy to me like how people get to where they are you know yeah it's just wild yeah and it's, it's just kind of like stumbling i feel like yeah <laughs> just like trying to figure you it find out your footing, oh, you know? and it's I usually think, some kind of meandering path. Yeah, yeah yeah well i think that there was like this weird like projection of like when i know at least when i was growing up especially when i was in high school and in my, my early 20s being like oh my god like these people have their shit together like how come i don't have my shit together yet and then I found out that they were all lying yeah. and no one has their shit together and everyone's just trying to figure it out. Like yeah. some people might have it slightly more together than others, but like everyone is just like figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Most people are making it up as they go along. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yep. I don't know. Same. But <laughs> it's like, that. but I think being able to like you, you being able to say that, like being a business owner and being like, Hey, like, you know, I'm figuring it out as I go, but then also giving a space for other people to figure it out. I just think it's really special and it's really cool. And that's why you're on this list, yeah, Chris. I'm you're excited. doing cool things. Yeah. So many cool things. Are there anything, not that like having a baby and like buying a historical 17,000 foot building is not exciting enough. <laughs> Are there other things going on with you or Hungry Gross Press for the next year? Yes. We also run a marketplace called uh, Lonelyville Markets. And uh, we were doing that all last summer. Yeah. Um, and that was super fun and we're going to be continuing with this year. So, um, Wes's rib house as they've been going under reconstruction has, mm. uh, they had, um, donated us their, um, parking lot to cool. hold for fast for free, which is awesome. Yep. And, uh, we were able to go out and we bought a bunch of tents and tables and chairs and, uh, we run these markets and we don't charge anything for any of the artists or people popping up or anything mm, like that. Mm -hmm. And we always try to have like a food vendor yep. and some like drinks and stuff. And we've had some like really cool, um, sponsor people come through from like Topo Chico who's oh, like cool. always down there and like wow. PBR perhaps we have beer for a yep. while was like helping out with, with stuff and um yeah it's just been like really great to like set up these markets and just like uh I know for me as like a small business owner when I first started doing markets that's when I was like oh you can like create sustainable money to like live off of for like, mm. a month yeah. while like you're trying to figure out orders or like yep. doing commission pieces still on the side and yep. like really getting a footing and stuff like that but like getting there getting paying there for it. paying for it it's yeah. it you know it adds up and stuff like that and it's uh as stressful as it as it is it's like super fun and we've just had some like really good times mm. and we've done some some on the street and some in the uh parking lot with like permits and stuff like that and the city's been really great and wonderful with that and i think they're just excited to see uh people doing stuff like outside like during covid i think it was a lot of like question of like 
what an artist, what a small business is going to do yeah. and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. mark, open air markets are like such a great way to be able to like facilitate mm-hmm. around that. Yeah. And people were able to like pivot in that. I know. I mean, you know, always outdoor markets and have been big in the state. But yeah. I think over COVID, like I think I know at least me and my husband, like every weekend we were like, where where are we going? <laughs> like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> where are we going? So having like all the like different markets and, and I know like if I go to like your Lonelyville events like it's going to be different than if I went to like Field of Artisans there might be yeah. some carried over vendors but like a lot of times it's like different vibes different locations offer oh, different totally. so I think it's really smart to have like all these different areas and, and means for people to be introduced to small businesses a lot of times like I hate buying stuff online because I want to see it I want to touch it I want to feel it I want to look at it I want to see the color so like when I and but I, here's another thing about me, which you already know because I already told you, is I love swag from like local businesses. Like, <laughs> I have more Providence swag than anyone that lives in Providence should have. <laughs> it is stupid, but but I just love supporting people, and I love like you know people like Parch, like his design or their designs are like so incredible. Like yeah, your really designs are stuff. incredible. Yeah, they're amazing. Like Frog and Toad and Asher and Michael Lazell, like they're all doing these like fun, cool things, and it's fun with like an open air market to actually be able to see more than one person yep, go through more than one. Like, okay. Like I want a hat here. I want a hoodie here. I want some magnets here. I want artwork here. And you're giving people like the space to experience different artists that they may have never been able to see. Yeah. And it's really cool for us because we get to meet so many people that like, I don't think we would have met or anything like that. And just like through like applications or people just saying hi and stopping by and stuff like that. So is there a way just in case anyone's listening is like a budding artist and wants to start selling your stuff? Is there, what's the way to like apply to be part of one of your events? Oh yeah. So for Lonelyville, you can go to lonelyville.club and Mm. it's just, um, there's an application on there. We're not checking, uh, emails right now for the season just as yep. you know it's kind of wrapped up of course um we're coming back around but um we have like a really cool team that helps out mm. with that um that's that's been like really instrumental and yeah. uh helping us through everything so like shout out to norland and carlos and like everyone that's helped out and like dj thank and, you for helping yeah like you. seriously couldn't have done it without you guys and yeah. like everyone at my work and stuff like that because like they're like all the people who are working there are just like independent contractors mm. that we hire that are friends or just yep. like are people who actually work at our store too yeah. and things like that and yeah. they all want to see things thrive and like they'll take weekends off to vend too mm. and stuff like that so it's a real community like effort it feels like like everyone's helping each other everyone's supporting each other yeah i feel like it's very like it providence feels like that to me you know totally. what i mean i feel like it's yeah. a lot of um it's friend, welcoming it's yeah. like you but, know I don't know, right? My friend Paul's always like cooperation, not competition, right? Like yeah, that's what it totally, is. And like yeah. he runs a screen printing shop and like we had a problem where like uh, a pipe burst in our building years ago and we lost like a bunch of our stuff. Oh, so no. then like he'd been helping out with like burning some screens for us while like we were figuring things out. Mm. And then he'd been using like our heat press and then we just like talk shop and we get together yeah. and stuff like that. There's and, not like, like this. I'm Cause we were like, we've talked about this before too. Like there has been a point probably before, I would guess like right before like before COVID times like it was like feast or famine like everyone every man for themselves like mm-hmm. small business or small restaurants or whatever like trying to do their own thing and after COVID I think everyone was like oh shit we can all help each other and like 
a rising tide lifts all ships. So we can all be successful. And even we've had some brewers on the show. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want to make any of the brewers upset that we're having other breweries on the show. Like, I don't know if there's like a competition. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not in that. And they're like, oh, no, we all love each other. Like, we all help each other. If I'm out of hops and he's out of X, Y, Z. That's the only lingo I know about beer. Um, hops and XYZ. And, and hops and XYZ. It's like important we, nail dance. Important, yeah. right? They help each other. And I just love that. And I love because Rhode Island is so small, like we have to be like that. Like we have to be willing to help and yeah. community focused and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of friends that we have, like I feel like the, you know, food and restaurant industry, you can't deny in like Providence is like oh phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like new places popping up all the time. And yeah. like, We've collaborated with like a bunch of people like Troop and like Yeah, uh, you're right in your troop. Like Yeah, we love those guys. You know, yeah. they're they're really awesome. That food um, is incredible. Yeah. Um, but uh no, it's it's always fun to do like uh, collaboration and capsule pieces and stuff like that. We mm. just did some stuff with Lala Pita celebrating the twenty fifth year anniversary oh, cool. at that spot. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah, so it's just like uh the, all these people like they all know each other, they all hang out at each other's bars, like everyone's like no one's hating on each other like it's, yeah. it's really nice so. it's really nice and i think be, I, I think there's no other place that you could find that like i don't think you could find that in boston as much as you find it here or yeah. like in i don't know seattle or wherever i'm sure there's times and pieces of it you know it's just uh it's the smallness yeah of our communities and the fact that like i always say like because i have some friends who live in mass or wherever i'm like you know you can live in salem massachusetts and like not know a thing about like boston like you could just live in salem your whole life and like never really know anything but in rhode island like i've lived in i lived i grew up in cumberland i've lived in providence for like almost 10 years but like i'm so familiar with like everywhere around providence i mean everywhere around rhode island because it's so small yeah like you know like even though i don't go to south county that often like i know about it and i know what's happening there and i know the small businesses there Mm -hmm. it's just like such a small little like micro city no, it is really cool about that. I mean, that's what like it's. A, it feels like a big city and little town all wrapped up together. Yeah, you're like, so it's right. Got those, it's got those vibes that I, like, I really that. enjoy. So, uh, no, yeah, we've been stoked here and just yeah. like excited to grow our family and just like be yeah, part of the community and stuff so like that and support Perfect. the community in a really fun way. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited and I'm excited to in April when we have our Who to Watch party. Stay tuned for more details to like have fun and party and get to like just showcase all the amazing um, people that are on the list, including you. Hell yeah. That's going to be pretty cool. And we're so happy that you came. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And I always at the end, just kind of direct everybody to useful places. Uh, So it is hungryghostpress.com. Yep. Um, And then Hungry Ghost Press pretty much across the board on social, except for Mm -hmm. some reason on Twitter, there's only one S. Yeah. I think there was a max (laughs) at one time. Oh, how many letters? Yeah. (laughs) But I think if you just type in Hungry Ghost Press, you're going to find it. Yeah. No, I'm like, "Eh, I'll roll with it. Are there a lot of other like hungry ghost press things like uh, i mean that aren't you like when you try to buy a domain or whatever are there like other like hungry hungry ghost press too I, I know there's a hungry ghost bakery in western mass i really want to try because their bread looks really good you and that would be it, a great collab a yeah. collab I think it's a coffee shop in New York, too. There's like a small chain of like Hungry Ghosts. Hungry Ghost Press. Hungry Ghost is like a concept. Um, oh, interesting. That's from um, uh, like Western Buddhism and stuff. Like, okay, or Buddha, okay. the Eastern Buddhism brought into like kind of Western perspective or dealing with like samsara and stuff like that. So, interesting. Um, 
that's all like the name kind of like originally came up and then mm-hmm. it's kind of just like bounced around and changed uh for me a little bit but yeah it's, it's cool it's so cool. i think a lot of people like uh draw influence from it and like yeah. have some personal history or attachment yeah. to it i love it we need to do a collab with the bakery yeah hungry, <laughs> hungry ghost press bread yeah be cute right yeah i need some bread me too let's get some bread guys (laughs) everybody Um, likes bread yeah well thank you so much chris this was fantastic um i'm so excited to see the progress of your new building um in the meantime do you have the address up on the screen of where they can go to hungry ghost press to buy some amazing swag you probably know it off the top of your head yeah you can go to 60 valley street we're unit two uh it's a huge building (laughs) look for it we usually have a flag it's a big smiley face and it's kind of ripped up Love yep. it. And you can yeah. do most uh, almost all of it online as well, correct? Online, yeah. Instagram, online, Facebook, in everything you need. Yeah. All the and ways. then uh, we have a bunch of like mom pop stores across the US and like Canada and stuff. Cool. And I'm sure you'll that. be keeping people up to date on the new building as things come yeah, you know, on social media. Yeah, so. it's just been like it's been boring right now because there's only so many times you can go to a building and be like, oh, yeah. oh there's look. no rats now. Like, <laughs> it comes got all the windows boarded up. Like, yeah. uh, it comes in fits and no spurts. A lot of stuff gets cute. done and then like you have four yeah. months where nothing's happening. Yeah, you're yeah. waiting for inspectors or for a contractor or for whatever. Yeah, and you like, know, I it's, swept it's the floor again. <laughs> you're like, guess what? The, the building is old. It's still dusty. We're making it work. No, that's incredible. It's awesome. It fits so well with your company and your brand and we're just so excited for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on and thanks everybody for listening. We'll hang soon. Right on. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody.